Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Olson and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? Um, just enjoying the quote-unquote off-season. It's been a, yeah, you, been a slow those, time. There's two days of off-season. Not even, honestly. What do you it's, get? The, the season ended Monday, right? Monday. Yeah, Last got Monday. Back, got back Tuesday. Exit interviews phone, Wednesday. Yeah, people talk Wednesday. stuff. Feel stuff exploded like, the next day. Yeah. Yeah. You got like, like the weekend. That was pretty much it until what day did the Beal trade actually go down? Sunday. It happened night? Sunday, but Saturday kind of. Yeah. So you got like Thursday, Friday. That was the, those were your days. That was yeah. the off season. It was fun. It was a fun time. Yeah. You know, anything? Go on vacation. Uh, <laughs> went to I, I, I unpacked. That's what I did. Yeah, there you uh, go. And then, and then the off season ended. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about this week. Um, Good to be back after the the, the off season. Um, got some trade stuff to talk about. That's obviously what we'll start. We'll also hit on the draft at the end. This will be your last minute draft preview. I'm sure a lot of Heat fans feel the same way, where the season ended ten days before the draft. You remember the Heat actually have the 18th pick, so it's like kind of a yeah, valuable true. pick. Like that guy yeah. could very well be an important guy for the Heat. Um, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I got to learn about some of these guys. Um, Anthony and I are in the same boat. Uh, so. <laughs> We'll talk about some guys we like, uh, what they could maybe do with that number 18 pick. Uh, but first, um, let's start with Bradley Beal, just because that is – we're going to mostly talk about Dame, I think. But let's start with Bradley Beal, because that is the news of the week. The Heat were involved. Beal ends up um, – and, and also I want to rant about the whole situation um, from a Washington perspective. <laughs> uh, Beal ends up going to Phoenix in exchange for um, – Nothing, pretty much. Uh, Chris Paul, who it sounds like is going to be rerouted somewhere else in a trade. Um, Landry Shamit um, and a bunch of second round picks. Um, obviously a divisive moment in the Heat fandom. Uh, it seemed like um, the Heat certainly could have bested that package if they wanted to. Um, there were reports that there were some offers on the table from Miami. I don't know what, what you were, were able to kind of confirm or not but um my question for you do, you do you think the heat missed on bradley beal or did they just pass on him i think we're gonna see i think it depends on what happens in the rest of the offseason right uh-huh. like if the heat can get damian lillard or some other star then maybe the heat just passed on him right but if but if they can't get a star and they miss out again well, I, I mean, from their perspective right now, yeah. like, it doesn't doesn't seem like they like because again, that's a offer they certainly could have. I would think yeah, bested. Um, this is this is what I know. Okay, so they obviously did not want to include Tyler Hero in the deal. Okay, that was number one, which not a surprise, right? Beal, as good as he still is, his contract is not great. He has Tyler Hero honestly pretty much as good as him. Yeah, so like what? I'm not surprised that they don't want to include Tyler Hero. I don't think that was a bad decision. Um, the offer that I heard that they made to Washington was Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and at least one first-round pick. I think the athletic report, there were two or three. I, I heard at least one. I didn't get the specific amount. But that was, you know, that's an expi- – it's built around the expiring contract for Kyle Lowry. But then the Washington would have had to accept two to three more years of Duncan Robinson's salary. Right. And it seems like Washington wanted – Basically, it's a hard reset just, as much. Just as a hard reset, right. And that's where Phoenix gave them. I mean, the Heat could have offered Victor Oladipo and Kyle Lowry and picks, 
and that would have been two expiring contracts, and that probably would have gotten the deal done. But it seems like the Heat did not want to go that route because then you have not only Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero's big contracts, but then you have Beal and Duncan Robinson's big contracts for the next two or three years. You're in bad salary cap shape. Yeah. Um, so I think he were like, look, we're gonna have a line. You, you know, we'll give you Kyle Lowry his expiring contract. We'll give you, let's say, two first round picks. But you have to take Duncan's money. We'll take on Beal's not great contract. Um, but they weren't gonna just take Beal's contract while also keeping uh, Duncan because it was just too much, too much money on the books for the next few years with everyone else they have on their roster. So I think that was kind of the difference between why Washington ended up choosing Phoenix um, over Miami um, because they wanted the hard reset and they didn't want to be on the hook for that Duncan Robinson money for the next two or three years. Now Phoenix didn't give them first round picks, but they gave them six second round picks, right? So I know that there's like, you know, some people have said that's equivalent to two first round picks. So that's probably why that's Phoenix BS, had to, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but that's probably why Phoenix had to go up six because they had to kind of. Right. Yeah. Well, they had no first round pick. Yeah, exactly. If, yeah. So were, I think there were kind of the, first round picks in that deal. If yeah. they had them, I'm sure. That's kind of the background of, from what I know of what happened, uh, what went down with that uh, deal as far as Miami's end. I think also Miami definitely made a push for, push for Bradley Beal. But I do think maybe their their aggressiveness in for Beal was kind of overblown a little bit. I think mm-hmm. they obviously tried to get him, but they again they weren't going to go. They weren't going to be desperate. They weren't going to just basically do what you know trade whatever Washington wanted. Phoenix was by far the more aggressive team, and that's why they got him. And yeah. I, and again and to, back to your question, I think the Heat pass on him. Because I think they could have gotten him if they wanted to. Right. If, like you said, if they swap Oladipo yeah. for Robinson, that deal probably gets done. And and again, yeah. like they they you can make a case they that even with the Robin, you can make the case that he made the better offer, and the Wizards just chose the being yeah. like giving up first round picks. Like I know Duncan Robinson, that contract isn't great, but he also was really good in the playoffs. And um, again, like who are the Wizards paying anyway? Like who cares if Duncan Robinson's taking up that cap hold? Like you're right. not going to be good for three years anyway, and then all of a sudden he's going to expire in contract, and you maybe get something for him. Um, so, you know, they the Heat made a, an offer. The Wizards chose the other one, and um, not the end of the world to me that they're not getting Bradley Beal, who hasn't been an All-Star since 2021 and has won one singular playoff game um, in his time as a, a number one option in Washington. It's not like – I think it's very funny to me watching, like, a certain segment of Heat fans, like, treat Bradley Beal like he's a superstar when he's, like, not even an all-star. Yeah, I think the Heat have been linked to Bradley Beal for so long. I know. Right? It's funny. <laughs> and and when, it, when that began, he was averaging, like, 30 yeah, points a game. Yeah, he scored 30 points a game yeah. with the third-team All-NBA. <laughs> right, right. And, and look, Bradley Beal is still very good. He's yeah, still very he, good. He's scorer. had injury issues. Um, yeah. Like, it's, you know, which, again, he's 30. It's, it's not like that's – you just write those off, but yeah, you, you could certainly see a bounce back coming for him at some point. But yeah, he's he's a talented scorer, but the with the new CBA, I don't want to get into all the weeds of the new CBA, but so yeah, Phoenix, I want to get that's yeah. I kind of want to get into I don't I don't I mean I know Phoenix is in in kind of the same cap situation the Heat would have been in right with a yeah if they had like let's say they had done the Oladipo swap Oladipo in for Duncan and all of a sudden you're locked into that those five salaries that will put you way over the cap and obviously you don't have any flexibility to really do anything else um how would it how would that have changed like the next couple of years for the heat um 
like because obviously like they can't do much more than sign minimum guys this offseason anyway right like right how would like let's just if they had traded Oladipo and Lowry for Beal how how would things have been different for Miami this offseason and and moving forward what kind of challenges would it have presented this offseason it wouldn't have changed much okay because you still would have had Lowry and Oladipo on the books right for Similar amount of money right. as Beal this year. But the difference would have been moving forward past this season. Lowry and Vic, and, and Vic are expiring contracts. So you're going to get off that money after this season. Mm-hmm. If you were to trade them for Beal, all of a sudden you have that, that money. You're not getting off that money this yeah, season. Yeah, those it's are your the next five four guys. Years. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And with the new CBA, there would have been pretty much a second apron team. Like with if you're going to have Tyler Hero, Bradley Beal, you know, and Bam and Jimmy making like – over $150 million combined, right? You're going to be a second apron team, which means you don't have a mid-level. Um, you can't, after this season, after this season, this season, right. the rules aren't as restricted, but after this season, so next soft season, they wouldn't have been able to take back money, any extra money that they sent out in a trade. They wouldn't have been able to aggregate salaries in a trade, which is kind of crazy. So you can't like trade Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin for Damian Lillard, for instance. Like, you can't do that. It has to be one for one. So basically, you can't make a trade for an expensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they obviously would have been paying a huge tax bill. Um, and their, yeah, their flexibility would have been totally like gone. So you really, like they had to, if you're making that move, you're sure this is enough because this is our team. Jimmy, Bam, Beal, and if Hero's still there, Hero. And you have to hope that that's enough to win a title because they really can't do anything else after that. Um, so, and he, I guess, decided... A, it, was, it would have restricted them too much, and B, maybe they had questions of whether that was enough for them um, to really, you know, win a championship moving, you know, for years to come. Yeah, yeah. And Beal would have kept the, I mean, the reports are he's, he still has the no trade clause. Yes, which I think also, I don't I don't know for a fact that the Heat asked them if he would take that, but I'm, I'm assuming, like, I think Brian Windhorst reported that most of the teams involved kind of asked Bradley, like, would you be willing to, to waive that like, no trade clause if we acquired you? And he was said no which is in his power but yeah i'm sure that was another thing that made the heat hesitant i mean that's not only is it an expensive contract but to have a player with a no trade clause that you know you can't get out of probably even when he's like 34 30 he's gonna be 34 years old making 57 million dollars like that's i mean imagine if you win a championship the next two years fine it's worth it who cares yeah imagine if they don't and you have jimmy (laughs) and Beal making a hundred million dollars combined and one is 36 and the other one is 34 30 you know 33 um that's not great so i think the heat it's clear they're not gonna act out of desperation even though they know they need to add to this roster and they know they probably need another score next to bam and jimmy to kind of go put themselves over the top they they're not gonna out of desperation and maybe that's because they know something about damian Lillard. i don't know Right. Maybe they there's always back channel communication between players, agents, all that. Like that just happens. Um, maybe they know there's a real likelihood, like a chance that Dame could ask out. Um, but if Dame doesn't ask out, I honestly like we can discuss this, but I don't know what they do. Yeah. Because so that's the that, problem. Is yeah. Eventually you like you run out of moves. But as we say all the time on this show, guys always become available. Um like obviously right now there's not a lot, but yeah, the the they, they seem to be they have to be all in on Dame right now because, um, you know, eventually you just can't keep waiting. And as yeah, Jimmy is 33 years old, and um, 
you know, they, like eventually you just you got to take your swings. Um, from a Washington perspective, has there ever been a more cursed run of three straight stars than Gilbert Arenas, John Wall, Bradley Beal? No, I don't think so. And you, I mean, you're and the Beal and the Beal era ended somehow worse than any of them. How, how do you I, literally I, attempted to kill Javaris <laughs> Crittenden in the locker room, and at least they got John Wall out of that? You're you grew up a Wizards fan. How do yes. you feel about this move? Were you upset? Were you just um, like you knew it was going to be bad, so just might as well just do it? Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm just happy it's over with. The the it's the worst. Like the last Ted Leonsis is a moron, and like they literally gave him this extension a year ago, and we're with a no trade clause, and then it's just like inexplicable. I don't they, know. If they any lost other... Kyle Kuzma for nothing. Kyle Kuzma opted out. They could have gotten the first round pick for they him. Could trade him. Yeah. yeah. Um. Perhaps Porzingis. We'll see what he does. He is a player option. That's um, an interesting one for the Heat. It is an honestly. If if he if he the Heat or just in a trade or even or in a trade. Like I could. <clears throat> he fits you know. pretty well. Like if you like the Olenek, I mean that was the original theory with Bam, right? Yeah. I mean even Kevin Love, right? The the theory with Bam has always been another shooter. Um, and a rim protector too. And he's a good yeah. He's a yeah. much better defender than any of those guys that they have paired Bam with. Um, honestly, Porzingis was awesome last year. He was, he was like, he had a good year. Like Bradley yeah. Beal was the third best player in the Wizards last year. I mean, he yeah. missed a lot of time, but like, I felt great about the Kyle Kuzma experience and the Chris Epps Porzingis experience. Not to give them long term deals, which at least they're not going to do because that was seemed like it was the Wizards' plan about three months ago was to <laughs> give long term extensions to Kuzma. Go all into this roster. <laughs> yeah. right. um, so at least, like, at least yeah. they're not doing that. Like, I, Winger, we talked, I don't remember if we talked about that on when we were talking about Bradley Beal stuff on this show, but like to me, I'm getting like, it's hard to blame winger. I probably, if I was the wizards, I probably would have taken the heat deal and taken the first round picks. Um, because like I said, like who cares if Duncan Robinson's contract is bad for the next couple of years, you got to pay that money to someone anyway. Um, and again, I think Duncan is, a, a you know, it's still a lot, a couple of years left on that deal. So maybe it's not a super positive contract asset right now, but I think in a year or two, if he, plays the way he did in the playoffs like yeah he's as an expiring like the wizards yeah. got something for davis bertons like they're similar i mean duncan's better than bertons like but they're in that same mold right probably shooters who got overpaid in in an era where we really overvalued just like um catch and shoot guys um but i'm just i'm as a wizard from my wizard putting my washingtonian hat on like just glad they're going to start over. Um, Moving on. Would have been yeah. nice if they did this a year ago when Victor Wembanyama was going to be the number one pick. Um, instead, as we're going to talk about soon, uh, the draft falls off pretty dramatically after like top the top three, three or four, or yeah. five, like, and the Wizards sit at number eight. So I don't know what they're going to do. Don't know what the Heat are going to do. Um, let's talk about what the next moves are. And, and Bradley or uh, Damian Lillard is ever. That's the hot topic now. Um, Seems like Portland is really weighing all their options there, right? There's been some talk about could they trade that number three pick for Zion Williamson for or Bam out of bio. Bam out of bio. <laughs> I, I can't imagine uh, Pat took that call uh, no. for very long. Um, well, I mean, it would be an interesting package, honestly, but I, I wouldn't do it because that's yeah. the Heat are trying to win now. But number three pick, <laughs> Anthony Simons, like that's it's a lot. It's a lot, and more first yeah. round picks. I think, I'll say right. if. if the, the thing about this Lillard situation, which, again, there seems like they're weighing all options. They want yeah. to try to keep Damian Lillard, use that number three pick to get a star and try to win a championship with Damian Lillard there, which if, if I was them, I think that's what I would be trying to do, too. He's one of, you know, 
franchise icon. Um, you know, like if he could have a Dirk Nowitzki type late career championship, like that makes everything worth it. Um, but it feels like this episode is going to go up at like 7 a.m. on Thursday morning. And it feels like within 24 hours, we will know what the <laughs> yeah. Portland's course of action is going to be. Because if they draft <clears throat> Scoot Henderson or, or Brandon Miller at number three, um, I mean, I guess they could potentially work that guy into a, a future trade, too, because like there's it's such an obvious top three. Like yeah. they're taking whoever's available out of Scoot or uh, Miller. Yeah. Um, but if they make that pick. It certainly seems like we move in a, a direction much closer to Damian Lillard will be traded um, to either the Heat or the Nets, it seems like, as the two most likely teams. Yeah, my my theory is right now, obviously, the ball is important in court. Damian's kind of said, well, I want you to trade the pick for win right. now talent, right? And it's on Portland to kind of figure that out and what, decide what they're going to do. And the reports that keep coming out about what Portland's trying to do, like, like obviously Dame said he like he loves Bam he wants to play with Bam like that's his guy. Portland there's a report out there saying they want to trade for Bam. <laughs> yeah exactly like there's and there's a, and then there's a report out there that Portland's trying to get Bam and they want to make an offer to to the Heat for Bam and obviously that's not gonna happen. Um and there's you know about the Zion stuff like I think my theory is Portland's trying to say basically through all these leaks like we're trying we're trying to get you these right. guys you want to yes. play with you know and at a certain point, they're going to be like, look, we tried. It didn't work out. We're going to have to draft, let's say, Scoot uh, at at three. What do you want to do? Like, we tried. And then they're going to put the ball in Dame's court, right? Like, no, I, I feel like both of them don't want to say it, right? Like, they just don't right. want to – they don't want to be the one to say, well, we're going to have to trade you or I want to trade. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, yeah, I, if I'm Portland, honestly, like, this is the perfect opportunity for, to, for them to restart. Like, you have the number – you locked into the number three pick. You have a, it's a really good draft at the top. Like if you can draft a guy like Scoot Henderson, you got to do that. Like if you get Zion, okay, you're a little better, but I mean he's always injured. Is that I'm really gonna... in on the Zion trade for them? Just take the take the one big swing. But yeah, I, I mean if I'm if I'm New Orleans, I don't do that probably either. Like as good as much as as good as Scoot is, like um and as much he's not proven. He's not as proven. Zion, yeah. yeah, I mean when Zion's been on the court, he's been awesome. Yeah, but the thing is like what's the what are the like it's possible that they could draft they could trade for zion basically trade scoot like trade the pick and not get scoot and mm-hmm. have a chance at a you know one of the best players in the nba potentially and dame could still ask out like in january right, right? like yeah, if true. things that's go true. bad and zion gets hurt and he's missing most of the year like he could still ask out so really I'm poor, you, then you're screwed yeah first round pick zion's value has plummeted and yeah and and so i i i just i think it's leading up to and my my theory. Uh, this is not reporting, but this, my theory is that this is all going to lead to Dame saying, "Okay, I think it's time for a trade." Yeah. And whether I he agree. gets him or not, I don't I don't know. <clears throat> Obviously, he said he's interested in playing for the Heat. Um, he also said Brooklyn, but I I think the Heat makes more sense for him because, I mean, what is if if the, if Brooklyn has to trade all those picks and let's say Bridges, right. let's say like or anybody or really. This, any of those guys on Brooklyn that's going to it's going to take to get that deal done, they're not going to be as good as the Heat. Like the Heat can still keep Bam and Jimmy next to Dame, and they'll be a title contender even after the trade, right? Like they're not going to trade Bam or Jimmy in that package. But Brooklyn, after whatever they send Portland, is not going to be as good as Miami. So I think Miami makes more sense if Dame really wants to win a championship. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, he you know they he'd have like three first round picks. I think they get to like four first round picks. They could trade Portland if they if they want to do that. Right. They have Tyler Hero. They have basically I think anybody except Bam or Jimmy would be on the table in that type of package. Um, and they would not the Heat would not show as much restraint as they did with Bradley Beal. Um, I believe if, if Dame does become available, they'll they'll go all in as long as again as long as it doesn't include Bam or Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think um, you know he doesn't have a no trade clause like right. <laughs> So, um, the, but he, he, the, he has he has power, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the Blazers could just take the Nets deal, but again, like he's one of the franchise icons. Like, I I have to think that. I mean, I have to think the Heat are the favorite in this situation. I would agree because, I would agree. um, you know, we I, I don't want to predict what an NBA superstar and might think, but I have to imagine that the Blazers are going to take where he wants to go into consideration. Assuming the offers are relatively comparable, um, and if I'm the Nets, I can't imagine that Miles Bridges, or sorry, Mikael Bridges would be in that trade, because yeah. like, what do you do? Like, who cares if right. you get Damian Lillard? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're, you're you're the Blazers. You're the Blazers in the East now. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So um, the at that point, I think the Heat offer, well, still not quite as good as the Nets because they can't give up quite as many first round yeah. picks. Probably not quite as good, but. Again, if you throw in Tyler Hero, like all of a sudden that's 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 another valuable piece there and a young piece that you can, you know, Tyler Hero and Scoot. That sounds like a kind of fun backcourt to me. Um, yeah, and they still have Simons. Man, they still have Simons. I guess you're pretty guard heavy then, but who they, cares? They have like, a lot of you're going to be bad yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, again, so I, I think the Heat have to be viewed as the favorite because I have to imagine that Damian Lillard when he sits down and if the Blazers sit down with him and say. Where do you want to go? Again, like if he thinks about it for 25 seconds, that heat situation is way better than the Nets situation. Yeah. Assuming what he cares about is winning a championship. Just um, sounds like it's what he cares about. This which point. I have yeah. to think he's 32 years old, um, you know, like the end of his prime. Um, it is interesting to see that it sounds like the Heat are, are way more in, way more open to going all in for, for Lillard than, than Beal. And I, I totally agree with that, um, even though he's three years older. Um, his, his peaks have been higher. Um, you know, he's, he went to a Western conference finals one year. I know it was like weird, kind of a weird run, but like he, he fits, I know like he's got some defensive flaws, all that kind of stuff. Like he's not a, a perfect fit for a heat player, but to me, he's got, I think the, the attitude, I think that yeah, Miami is he, he would fit Beal, maybe Beal has that, but we just haven't seen it at all. Like he's not ever seemed like a guy who cares about winning that much um yeah given how infrequently he plays and um the fact that he decided to stay in washington for like five years uh, after Trump left yeah and, and and dame's offensive skill set just fits in is exactly what he needs pretty much yeah i mean you know, like his peaks have been higher he's been better recently than beal like yeah yeah he has made more sense to me the whole time now if you don't get him all of a sudden it's like uh-oh, did we, did we miss our, our chance here? But that's the, that's the problem. And here's the thing, though, too, that I wrote about it earlier this week, but the new CBA really puts pressure on the Heat to get a trade done, like, either this offseason or definitely before the February trade deadline. Because mm-hmm. next July, if the Heat are going to probably be over the tax for sure, they might be a second apron team, but let's say they're just over the tax. Starting next July, July 2024, they won't be able to take in more money and they send out on a deal, which basically means like now you can take up to 125% of what you send out, so you can take in a little bit more money. 
they it will have to be either right. matching exactly or you, you can only take in less, which is very restrictive for a high spending team. Like usually teams that are have a high payroll don't take in more money in a trade and add salary. And two, if they're over the second apron, which is definitely possible next year, they won't be able to aggregate salaries, which I mentioned earlier, which again almost makes it impossible. Like if you're gonna trade for Dame next offseason, let's say, let's say Dame has out next August, they can't really trade for him unless it's for you because you can't take in more money so you have to you have to trade up a bigger salary mm-hmm. than dame and you can't combine players so i guess maybe jimmy butler would do it like that would fit like that but they're not going to do that so yeah this is the window right now for them to make a trade and that's why if dame doesn't ask out or if they don't get dame they're in a tough spot because i mean i guess yeah somebody else could become available but this is they have to kind of make a trade now if they want to do that because next summer it's probably gonna be very hard for them to do it and the way their books are set up it's not like they have cap space to go after free agents um so a trade is really the only realistic way for them to add talent at this point and if they don't if next offseason that even that is going to be uh, tough to pull off so there is pressure on the heat while they're not acting, acting out of desperation as we saw with beal there is pressure on the heat to get a deal done now um because of the new rules yeah, they didn't have to be desperate with Beal because Lillard was still sitting out yeah. there. And, and Paul George is another name that has come up recently. We'll see what the Clippers do. With, that's a very interesting situation because yeah. um, I would guess they want to just trade Paul George for another star-type guy and, and try to reshuffle a little bit. But also Kawhi, I think, has a player option next offseason, could become a free agent, um, which I would expect he's going to – pick up just given the injuries but who like you never know um so suddenly that that clipper situation could be they could be headed toward, toward a rebuild <coughs> um sooner than i think we think so that that's another one maybe i mean even Kawhi becomes an interesting name maybe at some point in a trade um but um yeah for now they they were not desperate for beal but they have to probably be a little bit more desperate for for lillard or like you said they risk just missing the boat entirely yeah, yeah, that's why. I mean, it's such an interesting offseason, heat offseason for that reason. It's like, yes, they're limited in what they can do in free agency. They really can't go after free agents because they don't have, again, cap space. Since they're above the tax, they don't have an exception to offer, or above the second apron, they don't have an exception. Well, they're on track to be above the second apron. They don't have an exception mm-hmm. to offer t- uh, free agents. So, really, they only have minimum contracts that they can go <laughs> use again for outside free agents. Um, so, if they don't make a trade, either it's going to be bringing back most of this core, right? Uh, and kind of quote-unquote running it back with some minor changes around the edges, or B, just <clears throat> filling the roster out with minimum deals, which I don't think the Heat will do, right, if it comes down to that. Like, I would imagine at the very least, like, they'll bring back either Gabe or Max, some of their own free agents if they can't make a trade. Um, but, yeah, it's like either they get a big guy, a big name and make a big splash, or really either they take a step back or they just bring back a lot of the same roster. There really isn't much of an in-between. Okay, let's wrap up with uh, some draft talk. Um, obviously, we're we're gonna talk about a couple a couple guys, but I guess we should start with just like this pick could be in a Damian Lillard trade, right? By <laughs> within like 12 hours of us yeah. talking about this, um, and even if it's not, um, even if even if they don't necessarily trade the pick, I guess the player could be part of the trade potentially too. Um, if if the trade happens quickly enough right before the player signs so um that's i guess the first thing is like they got to just 
this might ultimately all be irrelevant. Um, but uh, again, like you said, 18, that's a pretty valuable pick. Um, whether it's in a trade or I would guess the Heat are going to are gonna try to find a guy who can help them right away. Again, with acknowledging that this guy's ultimate destiny might be to be a, a trade chip. Um, but uh, I don't know. Any, any names that have, have caught your eye in, the, in your 12 hours of thinking about draft picks? 12 hours of draft prep? Yeah. Um, one guy, just based on need, I think. Um, one guy that caught my eye, um, and 18 might be a little early for him, but I, he's he's risen on the draft boards a little bit over the last few weeks, and he was impressive in the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivier Maxence Prosper, a forward from Marquette, yeah, six uh, seven with a seven one wingspan, uh, a young junior. He's, he's only 20, um, so he has the frame I think that he needs. Like even Pat Riley, Pat Riley in the season press conference mentioned that he needs more wing length and size, um, and Obviously, Prosper would would provide that six seven with a with long you know long arms, um, very athletic. That he needs athleticism. Um, really good defensively, like projects to be really good defensively on the mm-hmm. NBA level. Very versatile, um, good lateral quickness. Um, I was watching a clip of him where he's picking up a guy full court, um, and he kind of was able to stay with him, which he loves to do, obviously. So he kind of fit really really well into the defensive system. Yeah. Um, offensively, there's some questions about his shooting, which is obviously concerning because he needs shooting. Uh, but even that seems to be improved. He shot really well and, you know, in his workouts uh, in front of scouts and all that, he, I think he shot the ball well at the combine too in the scrimmage. Um, so it seems like his shot is improving. So I don't know. He's a guy that just fits kind of what the heat probably need on their roster at this point. Got, he can play both forward spots. The ringer compares him to PJ Tucker, which is obviously a name that he are familiar with. Yeah. I think he's more athletic than PJ Tucker. Um, We'll see if he develops into the shooter that PJ Tucker, you know, was or is. Um, but he's just a name that just I think if he's there, it just makes sense. He feels like a Heat guy just yeah. because of his defensive ability. Yeah, the interesting thing I think about a guy like him, and and there's probably a couple other guys just when we talk about some forwards. If you're talking about need for the Heat, um, one he can help you probably early on because like if he can defend, I know defense is hard to translate to the NBA sometimes, but if he can defend. Um, he helps you as a role player early on, and then um, with Caleb, Caleb will presumably be the starting power forward this year, I would guess. Um, going into the last year of his deal, you're you're gonna need, um, you know, that four spot has been a night like kind of the role player spot for the Heat, and that guy has, um, I think, fits some of that. Um, do you do you expect? And I'm sure it'll be kind of a a, a last minute decision, kind of, but like need or just best available because this guy could be part of a trade like it, do, do you have a, a thought about what uh how the heat might look at this pick um the heat like historically has been just what best guy available, best guy available right yeah. um but i think this team is so close right to being a championship contender or they were in the finals last year so they are a championship contender, but just so yeah. close to a championship that I think at some point you have to think about need as well. You mm-hmm. got to win. You know, you're not, you don't really, you're not in the business of waiting three or four years for a guy to either get into rotation because you know the Heat don't need that position. There's just no time for him in the, you know, to play, um, or for a guy to develop. You know, he might be like like Leovich, for instance, right? They did right. that last year. Where yes, I guess they still need a forward because PJ was going to leave, and I mean at that point we didn't know that, but PJ left, and they needed, you know, obviously didn't have many power forwards. But he was obviously a developmental guy, a guy that wasn't ready right away. 
Um, I think the Heat kind of need a guy that's going to fit a need and is going to be ready, like you said, to contribute uh, at least somewhat as a rookie. Um, so I, 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 while they usually go best player available, I think this might be the year that they go for need. Yeah. Well, an interesting thing I, w- I would say is I'm looking at just like guys who are in like the 15 to 20 range. Right. And like, and obviously maybe like 25 or whatever. Yeah. There's not a lot of like full blown projects. I don't think in no. that range. There's some pretty because, good names. Yeah. Because it's a one, I think it's kind of a weak draft. I think teams are look, I think guys who are a little bit more uh, proven commodities are being valued in that range. Um, you know, there's, there's some guys in their 20s in that range, like you mentioned, um, one of them being Maxon's Prosper, like Chris Murray is 22. He's kind of projected in that range, um, kind of a three and D score, younger brother or twin brother, Keegan Murray. I don't know. They, they're like the same age. I, I don't know who's older technically, um, but 22 year old three and D guy, obviously Keegan Murray had a pretty good. Rookie year, Chris Murray was an All-American. Um, Jordan Hawkins, another guy who was like a really, really important piece of UConn's championship team. Uh, Montgomery County native, so uh, I'll, I'll rep for him. Montgomery County Public Schools specifically. Wow. Uh, although he did he did wind up at DeMatha, but I think he won a state championship at Gaithersburg High. Um, Jaime Hawkins, another 22-year-old in that range. Um, and then even like the, the one-and-done guys there, like I really like Kassan Wallace. Um, Grady Dick is... I think had a, had a pretty good year at Kansas. Um, Jed Howard. Jed Howard. Juana, Jed Howard. Howard's like, son. I, my my only issue with Jed Howard is Michigan was terrible last year, and I kind of don't understand that. I think that might have been more a Jawan problem than uh, necessarily the guys on the roster. But um, Jet to me, like he again, the guy who probably had like a slightly underwhelming freshman year, just because that he was the best player on the team. And that team wasn't very good, um, but fills a clear role. He's a really really good three point shooter. Um, and, and good size too. He's not like a six, four, three point shooter. He's, he's six, seven. Yeah. Six, eight. He's listed at six, eight, two fifteen. That's yeah. That's like he's size. got good size, obviously a local kid played at, uh, U school, um, and grew up in Miami being when Juwan was an assistant coach here. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, I, I it's not gonna be the, the sexiest pick they make here, obviously, because I don't think there is like a, like a, I mean, there's not like you, there's not a Giannis, right? There's not just like right. a freak guy who's like, who knows what this guy's going to be. Most of these guys here Yo have bitch. a clear skill, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, We've seen them play it. You know, they were all for the most part, like good college players, like maybe not great college players, but like, you know, Kassan Wallace, 14 points a game, or the, uh, sorry, Hood Shafino, 14 points a game, Grady Dick, 14 points a game. Um, Chris Murray, 20 points. Like, all these guys were, like, good, good college players, if not, like, maybe not necessarily great. Some of them were great, um, but, like, they're, none of these guys are projects. So, um, I think the Heat are going to be able to at least get someone who helped them here, um, again, with, but I think the most value this pick probably has is, is a guy who could maybe be part of a Damian Lillard trade. Because the Heat are probably not going to be drafting higher than 18th anytime soon if you make a trade like that. For sure. And and the Heat have had success in the first round, obviously, recently. I mean, you go yeah. back to BAM. I think the last four picks, BAM 2017, um, Hero 2019, obviously two home runs at those slots. Mm-hmm. Um, Precious in 2020, which, you know, he didn't have a long Heat career, but they turned him into Kyle Lowry, right? And like he's they, been good in since And he's been decent. Yeah, he's, he's been a rotation player, yeah. player for Toronto. And then Jovic, obviously, we don't know yet, but 
it seems like at that, you know, I think they were, what, what did they pick him at, 26, 27 last year? Like 28 maybe? Like for a late first round, like there's some intrigue there of what he can be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they've had a, they've had success in the first round recently, and we'll see if they can do it again. They haven't and, missed on a first round pick like, I don't yeah. know. Really I mean, long. before that, it was Justice. Like, I justice, think before them, the right? Justice was the last like, Maybe they should have made that trade, but... Yeah, but it didn't completely But Justice is still justice, a good player, right? yeah. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, and there, like I said, there's a chance they could trade it. And, I don't, you know, I think because of the Dame thing, like, we don't know yet what he's going to do, and he might make not make <clears> a decision <throat> until tomorrow night or even after tomorrow night, after he thinks about it, you know, sleeps on it, or maybe takes a few days to think about what he wants to do. Like, the Heat might ultimately make the pick and... Maybe after that it gets traded, right? Like we saw right. that we've seen that before. Or maybe the talks begin during the draft and the, the Heat pick for Portland, but the trade doesn't get done until it really can't get done until July if Tyler Hero is included because right. Hero has the poison pill, I think, until July first. And then so the trade July. would have to be made before the player signs, right? Because once the a rookie yes. signs, there, yeah, so like thirty days. I mean, they could just wait thirty days and right. do it in yeah, August. Yeah, they could do but, it in August. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would think if there's a th- even a thought that he could be part of a trade. Like that was the whole thing last year with the whole Kevin Durant thing. Like, is Yovich going to sign? Is he not going to sign? Yeah. And then once he said that, was like, oh, no, he's not part of the deal. <clears throat> the deal's not going to happen. So I'm sure there'll be one of those storylines again of like, will the, fir- will the Heath first round pick sign? What does that mean if he does sign? Is it yeah. over? So um, a lot of moving parts. Um, but I think at this point, I would expect the Heat to at least make the pick, but I don't know if that means they keep the pick. Um, we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, so you, you like the Marquette guy that that's your pick. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a couple other, I mean, I like the, I mean, a couple of the mock drafts have them taking Nick Smith from Arkansas. Yeah. Nick Smith, who was literally the number Guard. one recruit in the country last year. Um, yeah. sometimes just don't overthink it and take that guy. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if he totally fits with what the heat, um, like need necessarily, right. Another shooting guard. Um, but I mean, might have as high a ceiling as pretty much anyone in this draft. So. Yeah, a couple other guys at Casey Wallace. Uh, I love Casey ha- Wallace. He's like the one guy that I like. I watched from this range and was like, oh, that guy's really good. Like, yeah, he was a really he was the best player in Kentucky. I know Kentucky underachieved this year, but like Kentucky guards, they always work out. They're like, yeah. ne- there's never been a bust. James yeah, Young is like it for sure. And and Jed Jed Howard, um, who's another guy I like that I told you about? Uh, Grady Dick. I thought I mean, he's probably gonna go Grady, higher. Grady Dick as well. I think those are those three plus Marquette. <laughs> forward um those are the names that stick out to me when i kind of went over them um but yeah i think grady dick is probably going to be it seems like according to most mocks is going to be taken before the heat's spot so we'll see yeah i I like i mean i'm a a sucker for the guys who are like all americans in college um those are the chris murray's the jaime Mm -hmm. haquez older guys though so um i don't i don't know necessarily if those are going to be in the Heat's wheelhouse, Colby Colby Jones uh, from um, uh, Xavier is another guy I like. So um, yeah, we'll see. It, it'll be it's interesting. I, I mean, it's one of I don't think it's a great draft. I think, like I said, there's three guys, and then depending on how you feel about the Thompson twins um, and uh, Cam Whitmore is another guy who I've seen. I think uh, Sam Bassini from the Athletic has him as a number three prospect ahead of Brandon wow. Miller. Wow. Um, or at least has him like three A, three B. Um, but after the top three, it's like fascinating draft just because you can see any kind of combination of, of picks occurring. Yeah. Yeah. It does have Cam Whitmore number three. I'm looking at his thing now. Wow. Um, but, um, 
Also going to be a great draft for South Florida, which um, Jet Howard is part of. Uh, could be four first-round picks from um, South Florida, which would – I think four, just four guys drafted would be, be a record for South Florida, um, let alone four first-round picks. And it seems like three lottery locks with the Thompson twins and mm. uh, Taylor Hendricks from UCF. It, it Sneaky – like sneaky – South Florida's sneaky becoming a basketball – yeah, we talked little, about it little, after like, the powerhouse. Yeah, after Miami's tournament run. Of course, Miami yeah. did it without a single Florida guy on the roster, but right. But it's not uh, just not FAU. Just the FAU had FAU, guys. yeah, yeah. And and not just this draft too. It's like the Boozer twins. Right? Yeah, they're Cam gonna be, is, like, is like he's gonna be the number one pick in two yeah. years, I guess. Um, that's that's any Gary Player of the Year. Like yeah, like he's probably gonna be the top pick in a couple of years. Like that's yeah. I mean, Miami really or South Florida isn't known for that right yeah. so this is like kind of all new to them over the last few years of all this happening basketball wise the thompson twins were part of the cra- i think the craziest single game i've ever covered as a sports reporter um when they won the state championship i think in 21 um and i think azar fouled out with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter they blew a big lead it was basically those two guys and like a bunch of guys who looked like me on the team you know like good shooters <laughs> right right certain type of profile um, but normal, normal high school players. Normal yeah, high like normal players, player, Pinecrest yeah. players. Um, Azar fouled out. They blew a big lead. And I think they were they were down eight with a minute left in overtime. And Amen scored eight straight points to force double overtime. And they won, and he finished with 43 points in the championship game. So um, they're really fun to watch. And I wish they could wind up in a situation where they're playing together because, like, they're both, like, insanely athletic and point guards essentially or shooting guards at least so they just like throw full court alley-oops to each other all the time um but i'm i'm I'm, i've talked to myself i wasn't sure about them you know they went to the g league or the uh overtime thing like what's their level of competition there i've i've circled back where i'm I'm back in on those guys is uh worthwhile like they make this a a five six seven player draft um a men seems to be the higher ranked of the guys but azar was the mvp of that overtime league so um we'll see Couple interest, couple interesting guys at the top, um, and then who knows what happens. So, one well, one other thing, Isaiah Wong reportedly worked out for the Heat recently. So there's that. I like him as a second round pick. I like Jordan Miller as a second round pick a lot. Yeah, I like them both. Yeah. I mean, obviously he, he don't have a second round pick, but they right. But you can buy one. It's buy easy, one. pretty easy to buy. Or one. Yeah. you know, I they, one of those guys might not get drafted. You never know. Right. Once you get to the bottom twenty picks or whatever. So, um. Yeah, all right. Uh, gonna be a, a fun Thursday night. I love I love the NBA draft because um, I'm an idiot, um, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated to see what's gonna happen. Um, in more in like the four to ten range, yeah. than the the eighteen. But um, yeah, yeah, I could it, it feel it, it reminds me of the and the top is better here, like because we have one Manyama. But it reminds me of the Anthony Bennett draft. Whatever what year was that? 2013. Where like it felt like no one had any idea what was going to happen, um, yeah. which, again, the top number one is a lock. Two seems like two. There's some intrigue at two about whether it's going to be Scoot or Miller. Um, and the betting lines have moved a couple times over the last couple of days. Um, and then after that, it's like all hell is going to break loose at number four. I think. Yeah. I, I feel like the Heat, 
Heat fans are probably more interested in what happens at number three than what happens at number 18, which is kind of strange, but that's just... It is way. true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, number three is going to be that's so tell, fascinating. Right? Yeah, that's going to be the tell of what, what's going to happen there. So, but at the same time, Portland doesn't have a... Like, in some ways, I think, like, yeah, if they trade that... If they make the pick, it means, I don't know, the trade Lillard. But at the same time, like... They're boxed in because they have the third pick in a three-player draft. Like it kind of yeah, doesn't matter. Whoever, like, whoever, whoever's not to, whoever's available. Yeah. So they just they can make that pick in a second, and it doesn't yeah. matter because you're going to trade that guy, right? If if you're. Yeah, that's you know, true. I don't think a lot of. I mean, I know, like I said, some uh, Sam Vecini, Cam Whitmore is his number three prospect, but I, I think that's an outlier. Like I think most NBA teams would would take whoever's left out of Miller and and, and Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'll be it'll definitely be an interesting Thursday night and and week really because yeah. there's just so much going on around the league. Like the NBA offseason is honestly almost just as active as the season most years, and this year is no different. Yeah. All right. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. He's got that all covered for you um, this weekend and beyond. When free agency? What date does that officially begin? The June like- thirty. So next, June 30, uh, Friday. next Friday, yeah. Next Friday. Yeah. So next week we'll do a little free agency preview. Yeah, well we'll say, I mean, we'll have news, I'm sure, in some capacity, because the Damian I mean, Lillard situation yeah. will develop, I think. Even if nothing happens, it'll develop. Yeah, that, that's for. There'll be a lot of news between now. Yeah, and, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's finish up there. Thanks as always for listening, uh, and we will talk to you guys next week.